1: This is Reception Perception the, the Show.
0: Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Co. Matt Harmon here with you. You are listening to Reception of Perception
1: The Show.
0: Matt, how are you doing, guy?
1: Man, I'm doing good, James. I can't believe uh, it is going into week 14, bro. 14. Week 14. I, I, it just made me think like we've only got really, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17. Like, oh I mean, in gosh. terms of, of fantasy and like, you know, the whole like big Sunday experience. Yeah. there's only really four more of That's them it. left, you
0: That's know, it. so. Because nobody cares uh, about week 18.
1: No one. No, I mean, obviously real football fans care about week 18 because, you know, you're getting into like these are playoff situations. You know, there's <laughs> going to be some crazy Sunday night game that all, like all these different scenarios for these teams. And like it is kind of funny trying to. Transfer, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot, especially on this podcast, because we try to, you know, blur the lines between real and regular yeah, football, really which is do. good. That's that's yeah. what that's what, by the way, that's what content should be. Okay, it shouldn't be so. <laughs> uh, to use a corpo term, it shouldn't be so siloed, siloed uh, between between fantasy and and real life football. But what, it's what funny bucket to, are we in? Yeah, which uh, let's open up the kimono and uh, talk about uh, my God, that would that had to be the worst NFL network corporate term uh, during our time. There was let's open up the kimono. Pretty let's terrible. Open up but the kimono. my God, but what, a, also, what a rap.
0: by the way, that's like now that you look back at it, too, you know what I'm saying? With all the stuff that's gone down, it's like, oh, man, opening the kimono is not the right phrase to be using in this place, dude. Come on, bro. Yeah, it's bad on like multiple levels. Um,
1: but before we go down that rabbit hole, what I was trying yeah. to say was it's 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 uh, <laughs> it's funny trying to juggle, Um, you know, still like think like real life playoff, you know, scenarios. Yeah. And this team has, you know, according to this model, like a 30 percent chance to make the playoffs if they win this game, it bumps their chance by this much. And like also trying to think about, you know, fantasy football playoffs and those implications. So it's there's a lot going on right now. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. We got a great show here in front of us today. A lot to talk about, man. Uh, Both again, when we talk about blurring those lines, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to talk Jimmy G out for the season broken foot. Now, you know, rookie Brock Purdy looked pretty good. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a knee injury. How severe is it? How much time is he going to miss? What does that look like for Baltimore now? And how does that impact his contract situation? We'll talk about Devontae Adams, one of the best in the game. And then we'll talk about two guys that are are gunning for that spot. They want to be the best in the game. We're talking about Garrett Wilson and Christian Watson. Watson has been absolutely on fire. But man, let's start in the Bay Area there. Okay, so Jimmy G out. Baker Mayfield was released. There's all this chatter. No. Okay. Where's San Francisco no. on the, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, listen, you you want a galaxy brain, this thing. If you're the Rams, I'm like, I want San Francisco. If you're in the NFC East or West, you want San Francisco to go pick up Baker Mayfield. I mean, he can't, there's no way I get it. Shanahan is like a, a QB guy. And like, you know, he's able to, you know, bring out the best in dudes and all that kind of stuff. But dude, I, I think we're past that point now with baker mayfield dude he's broken like no he's not going to help the niners bro
1: uh yeah no he he's like a rehabilitation um prog project at this point right now right you know and the the funny thing is with this 49ers team i i think that this team is and i don't even think this is a hot take i think this is like obviously true i think this 49ers team this roster quarterback aside is better than the group that Jimmy G went to the Super Bowl with oh, yeah. uh, against Kansas City a few years ago. Like, I think the Raw is better. Dude, like we were talking, they made like a midseason emergency trade for Emmanuel Sanders uh, <laughs> that year. This year, they made a midseason emergency trade for Christian McCaffrey. Christian you know, to McCaffrey, put them over let's go. So yeah, a little bit different there. So I, I I think that really – and the defense, by the way, the defense was good that year, uh, the, the year they went to the Super Bowl. It's better oh, yeah. this year. I mean, it's I think it's best defense in the NFL period. So, like, why do you need – I don't think you need a quarterback to come in there and, like, save the day. Not even that I think Baker Mayfield can come in and save the day. No. um
0: No. Oh, God, no. You just
1: – no, he, he can't. You need somebody to come in here and just keep the train on the tracks, right? Yep. And, and I think that – I think that – Jimmy G uh, you know was that type of quarterback anyways although I think he was playing with his hair down a little bit more this year really sucks mm-hmm. for Jimmy by the way um so yeah for me I, I just think that like they can make it work with Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson if Brock isn't good enough um like I, I think they can still be a playoff um, te- like a team that wins a playoff game at the very least with this with this operation
0: I mean it's too talented. Of a unit, you know what I mean? Like, and then plus they're going to be getting, you know, Trent Williams is going to start getting healthier as, as the season progresses as well. I mean, Look, this offense is locked and loaded. They just, as you mentioned, they just need a conductor for this train. That's it. They don't need a superstar. They don't need somebody to go out there and try to make big old splash plays. Hey, listen, you dump it off to Brandon, IU, Debo, Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey. Let these boys work. We haven't even talked about George Kittle, oh my God. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, it's it's such a talented unit. And on both sides of the football, as you mentioned, man, this is one of the best defenses in the NFL. Man, the Niners are so stacked. They're so loaded. Again, hot take? No, absolutely not. You're 100% right that this Niners team is much more talented uh, than the one that went deep into the playoffs uh, a couple of years back. So no, you're, you're 100% correct. Um, okay. Okay. That being said, can this kid, rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick of the draft, Brock Purdy, really get it done? I thought he looked solid, Matt, in relief, right? 25 of 37, throwing the football, 210 passing yards, not a ton, but still had two touchdowns, no interceptions. So overall, I thought Brock Purdy looked really solid. But again, as we've seen with young signal callers, sometimes they do get exposed the more tape you get on them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think the one thing that was true with Brock Purdy is he got the football out quickly. You know, 2.49 time to throw. The only guys who got rid of the football faster um, last, last in week 13, you know, C.J. Bethard and Trevor Lawrence were tied. Were, were down there at the bottom. Tua at 2.4. Uh, Mike White, 2.48. They're, that's not a coincidence, by the way. They run the same right. offense there in New York. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. for me, like, I, I think they just want a guy. They want a guy like like a Mike White type to just get in oh, there. Oh, God, they love it. What, well, we've talked about with Mike White, right? Like, just, hey, they want a real adult quarterback, a real normal NFL quarterback to keep the train on the tracks and just keep the offense moving, get the ball to all these dudes they got. And, like, I think that Brock Purdy was was pretty good in, in doing that. Like, he didn't come in and do anything special. But, you know, he was right around the middle of the NFL. He ranked 17th in EPA per dropback uh, in his relief duties. That's right between, like, Mac Jones and Taylor Heineke, which I think are two – that's about that's about the level of play they can hope for. And as long as he's not a stone-cold disaster, I think the 49ers will be fine. And, you know, he definitely at, at different points, like, what's what's the, big, the biggest weapon that the 49ers have right now is the fact that, like, CMC, like, their run game isn't even that good, right? Like, their run no. game hasn't been dynamic over the last – really, at any point this season. They've been a fine rushing team, but – their offensive line is, is not like a top end unit. I think that's been a bit of an issue for them, but their big weapon they have right now is that like these checkdowns that used to just be like, okay, you know, Jimmy dumping the ball off to use check or, or one of these other running backs is now like you're dumping the ball off to Christian McCaffrey or you're doing screens to Christian McCaffrey and those can go for like 30 plus yards. Um, so for me, I think that like, yeah, Brock can do that stuff. Right. And I think that um, it's just, it's kind of funny too. I, I know that like, Kyle Shanahan, people get on Kyle Shanahan sometimes because like, this offense is littered with talent. It's always been pretty talented, but especially this year, and it's like, why aren't they putting up like 30 points? Why aren't they putting up like 35 points, 40 points every single, every single week? Well, it's like, well, number one, <laughs> you don't have like a You don't have an elite quarterback as good as, as as fine as Jimmy is. He's not an elite quarterback. And also like, you don't never in the game scripts where you need to do that type of stuff because you have this defense. And I think that that's a big key here. Like if you, if Kyle can get these guys to like scoring 23, 25 points, I think they can win games. I think Kyle Shanahan can do that with this guy, Brock Purdy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: So they've got Brock Purdy. They also re-signed Josh Johnson. Dude, this is his fourth time on the Niners alone. <laughs>
1: this is, Wasn't he cool on the Niners some, w- at one point when like Jim Harbaugh was there or something? Well, I mean, he was yeah, he played I, with Jim
0: Harbaugh. I think, yeah, I think that's correct. Right. And then, you know, then he like bounced around was in like, what was it? The, the USFL or whatever. No, it's not the USFL, I mean, he DNA. started for
1: two teams last year alone. He started for two that's teams right. last year alone. He started for the jets <laughs> yeah, and crazy, the Ravens man. last
0: year, but no, he was actually on, um, this particular coaching staff's practice squad in 2020. So he does have some familiarity with the whole Shanahan playbook. So I I don't think it's actually going to take him that long uh, to get brought up to speed in terms of what they want to get done uh, this year. So actually pretty good signing, I think, overall uh, for San Francisco. You talk about just like, okay, can we just get a guy to keep this train rolling on the tracks? I don't know, man. Josh Johnson actually might be that dude too um and again it just it really depends on like what does the coaching staff feel like it, like who's going to give them more plays you know is it going to be this kid brock purdy who's still a rookie uh by the way or is it going to be this veteran guy man that's been bounced around what what is this like his 16th team or 17th team oh my or god yeah something crazy uh in josh johnson again you want to talk about professional quarterback this is him <laughs> right like john that that's him because like I mean, this guy's never given up on his dreams, and he's just been bouncing around and just playing football uh, wherever and whenever he can, man. It's great. Uh, I love that story for Josh Johnson. I tell you what, that kind of mental makeup, you, I would imagine, could take him pretty, you know, pretty far and, and do pretty well in this particular situation, uh, in, in a situation where they just need a signal caller to again just check down, don't turn the, just don't turn the ball over. That's it. You know, don't get panicked in there and and make these bad turnovers. And, and dude, you'll be fine. I think yeah. you'll be fine. You know what I mean? So I, I'll be interested to see uh, where they go, because it might be Brock Purdy for a couple of weeks. And then as they, you know, maybe week 17, 18, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Johnson gets to go. You know what I mean?
1: I think so, too. I can't remember a team that's lost two. But It's crazy. Like They thought they had two starting level quarterbacks in Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, and they lose both of them both. to season-ending injuries. I did think for a second yesterday, like, oh, what if Trey Lance is like – they can activate him off IR, but Shanahan said today he's not going to return the season. I also think that would yeah. be a hell of a spot to, like, throw <laughs> Trey Lance in. Like, hey, yeah, we know your biggest problem is that you're uh, inexperienced, but how about yeah. you make a start in a playoff game? Like, that would be pretty wild. But, uh, yeah, I mean – I don't know. I mean, obviously for all these guys in fantasy, like, you know, for further statistical projections, stuff like that, it's going to come down with a guy like Brock Purdy or even a guy like Josh Johnson. Cause Jimmy, for all the crap we give him is like a starting level NFL quarterback. And um, yeah, I, I, I Obviously, with the backup level quarterback, hopefully at best, Brock Purdy is a backup level car- quarterback. Certainly, Josh Johnson, backup level quarterback. Um, yeah, you're 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 bringing down the the projections for all these guys. Unfortunately,
0: I do. I I worry the most maybe for somebody like Brandon Ayuk, who you know, again, not necessarily a purely timing based kind of guy, but he does benefit there, right? A uh, great route runner and and those kind of things. I think Brandon Ayuk might get a little banged. Uh, with the downgrade at quarterback. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Especially, uh, again, especially considering Debo. um, I know he's working through those injuries, man, but he has been very up and down this season. Yeah, Zach Miller and
1: I talked about the Debo Samuel stuff a little bit on the podcast last week during, like, our Dynasty check-in, and I think the problem with Debo is that, like, he's not – he was talked about because of his uh, production and some of, like, the efficiency metrics as a receiver of the caliber – like the superstar type receivers in the NFL. Like he might be a superstar player, but like he's a lot of that, those like little gimme touches have gone to CMC and that's been a problem for Debo. Um, You know, you're, you're really banking on like big plays when you're getting a ton of those like gimme looks. And now that you're splitting Mm -hmm. those a little bit with a guy, um, you know, like a CMC it's, it's, it's certainly problematic. I, I think that, I think the problem for Debo too is that like the his best stuff his as a pure wide receiver comes on slant routes comes on dig routes those and those take a lot of, it does it takes timing and it also takes stones to throw into like the teeth of zone coverage over the middle of the field on those routes. And Jimmy, you know, sometimes it gets him picked off in like those brain melting picks and big games <laughs> and stuff. Exactly. But he but he has uh, this he has the stones and the timing to to make those throws. And I don't know if Brock Purdy's gonna have that. But yeah, I, I could certainly see the argument for the Ayuk side of things that he has developed so much as but a lot of like a lot of the hope that we had that Ayuk would be like a you know unleashed as like a downfield receiver, obviously that left when Trey Lance left, right? So right. I think the, a lot of what Ayuk has done this year has been, um, has been as an underneath like tackle breaking receiver. So I, I feel like he's, it's going to be kind of similar for Brandon Ayuk. But he's been so consistent; he's been like you know sixty plus yards every single week, uh, five catches, you know something like that, but just about every single week.
0: You know, what's crazy is uh, I was looking between the two guys, between Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel the combined, all of the games combined, they have between them one 100-yard receiving game between the two of them. That is insane to me. You talk about the consistency. Obviously, there was a a, a long stretch there for Brandon Ayuk uh, where he had like 80-plus receiving yards, right, game after game after game. Uh, but Debo Samuel has been very up and down, and he's the, the one guy that has the one – 100 yard receiving game uh, between the two of them. That's, I was, wasn't well, it against the Rams, that. right? Because he ripped off yeah. that huge, like, 57 huge. yard yeah, catch and run. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean,
1: it's, al- it's almost like uh, counting stats are a stupid way to evaluate how good wide receivers are playing, <laughs> but don't let's, let's...
0: <laughs> very good point, very good point. <laughs>